What a sweet time of worship we've already experienced this morning. Amen. Amen. I encourage you to turn with me in your copy of God's Word to the book of Psalms. And Psalm 42, and we'll be reading from 42, verses 1 through 3, also 6 through 8, and then chapter 43, verses 3 through 5. The scripture will be on the screen, but encourage you to turn in your copy of God's Word if you are able. This is also the same scripture that you're going through in your Bible study and Sunday school lessons as we think today about circumstances and how they can overwhelm us in many situations in life. And I've entitled today's message, The Refreshing Stream of Reflection and Reliance. And I know that you have already stood a few times this morning, but if you are physically able, I would ask you to stand again as we read from God's blessed book, His Holy Word. And I begin in chapter 42 of Psalm, verses 1 through 3. As the deer pants for the flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? My God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon and from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. And in chapter 43, verses 3 through 5, Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. And then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. And I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his word today and enrich your soul and glorify his name. And all of his children said together, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Circumstances certainly can overwhelm us in this life. And I, I just felt today like I also need to make this statement that, you know, when I stand up here and preach a message from any part of the Bible, and especially from this psalm, these psalms that we have read from today, and you prepare a message and you come to the point that you realize that uh, I always want you to know that I don't have this all together either. And though I preach a message, and it might sound very, very pointed and like, you do this, this, and this, I want you to understand I'm just simply relaying to you what God's Word provides for us. And we all work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And I need grace more than anyone in this room. 
more than anyone in this room, I need grace. And this sermon has put me to the test even this week and lately in my life when we think about circumstances that overwhelm us. And when circumstances overwhelm us, it can make it seem as if God has forgotten us. Where are you at in all this? And we see this in the psalmist's words. My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? The psalmist was being taunted because his circumstances showed that he was defeated. And even his enemies, maybe even those that called themselves his friend, were mocking him. Where's your God in all this? Look at what's going on in your life. How can you cling to this God when so much is going wrong in your circumstances? We deal with overwhelming circumstances throughout our life. They come in in many different ways, but yet they come. They come in financial strains. The pinch of short finances, health issues, Declining of health, family crisis that we deal with, loss in any way, things that are pulled from our grasp that at one point we thought would always be established and be there, and they drain us or they drag us down emotionally, but also physically and mentally these circumstances do. And they are very real, and the psalmist experienced them as well. Again, my tears have been my food day and night. His soul is thirsty. He goes on to say, my soul is cast down within me. Deep calls into the deep. And then in in chapter 43 again, in verse 3, he's asking for the Lord to send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me out of this. When will I come before you again? When will I be in your presence? When will I feel the close and warm fellowship that we once experienced? Circumstances do have a way of crowding our joy out, of pushing away our security, of choking out hopes and dreams and thoughts of beauty. But unless we allow them, circumstances do not define the child of God. Our champion Jesus Christ defines us, and He defines us as people that are overcomers. In 1 John in chapter 5 and verses 4 through 5, it says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? And through our faith, the champion of love, Jesus Christ, claims that we're overcomers. Because He has overcome the world. And greater is He that is in us than he that is of the world. And still in these difficult times of great thirst, as we see the psalmist write in 42, as as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts 
for God, for the living God, when shall I come and appear before God? In these difficult times of great thirst in our mind, in our soul, in our physical body, that come to us through these overwhelming circumstances, these circumstances that say you're defeated, things will never be the same as they were, they'll never get better, Look at what your life's become. We find in the Bible through these inspired writers what to do in our difficult circumstances. Again in verse in chapter 42, verses 1 through 3, as the deer pants for the flowing streams. In this beautiful poetic measure, the psalmist, the sons of Korah, giving us a picture to portray their soul, and he gives us a picture in this poetry of a deer, thirsty, maybe running from the hunter, and he's longing, this deer is longing for flowing streams of refreshment, of nourishment, to save its life. And then he says, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When will I come and appear before God as the deer is looking for these streams of fresh water. We must run to the fresh water. I want to say this, the answer to your soul's problem is not looking deeper into your life. We've heard the old saying, well, I've got to search my heart on this one. Uh, We've joked about people for years saying, what are you doing in life? Well, I'm trying to find myself. And if we do enough yoga and listen to enough uh, soft music, then we'll find ourselves. We'll get in touch with ourselves. Well, there is some benefit to, of course, to biblical meditation. And matter of fact, uh, that is a point of today's message. But I want to say this. When your soul is dry and thirsty... It can't find nourishment in itself because it's dry and thirsty. And it's longing for something else than itself. And so the answer is something outside of yourself. And the answer is the one true stream that flows from heaven that gives abundant and eternal life, the stream of the gospel, the stream of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in our life. The answer is outside, and then it pours into our life as we come and partake of the stream, as the deer, as the heart pants for the flowing stream. So our our soul must thirst for God. And it says, run to the stream, the one stream that gives life. The one stream that gives life is Jesus Christ, my brothers and sisters. There are many other streams that are saying, come and partake of me and I'll refresh you and I'll nourish you and I'll give you strength. But these other streams, young people, listen to me today. All the other streams that make so many promises dry up. Money dries up. Power dries up. Sexual pleasure dries up. Popularity dries up. All of these dry up. But the stream of Jesus Christ continues to flow and will flow throughout eternity. 
There is one stream to run to, and the stream is Jesus Christ. The psalmist says, as the deer pants for the flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God, not the dead gods of this world, but for the living God. When shall I come and appear before you again? Beloved, run to the one true stream, Jesus Christ, when circumstances are overwhelming your life. We're told by historians, and by himself, Abraham Lincoln during the great weight of the Civil War bearing down upon his mind, upon his body and soul, it brought him to his knees and brought him to the Word of God like never before. He went to the streams of living water that never dry up. And running to this stream takes commitment. It takes discipline. It takes determination. It takes exercise. When I think about running, I don't think about something pleasurable for me. Does it you, Uncle Stevie? No. I don't want to run. If you see me running, there's something bigger than 300 pounds behind me. And this week I saw some young athletes out running, and it was one of those days when the rain was pouring, one of those rare days we've seen with rain, you know. And it was just pouring down the rain. It was like 45 degrees, and the, these young athletes were out running. It takes discipline. It takes determination. But they were doing it. And I'm going to tell you, beloved, running to the flowing stream of Jesus Christ where you find true nourishment and hope and purpose and eternal life at times will also take determination. It'll take commitment. It will take discipline. But it is worth it. And it is the only stream that will fill your soul and floods your soul with joy even in the midst of overwhelming circumstances. It is worth it, beloved. This beloved stream that flows from the city of God. Run to it today. Run to that stream today and find life. Secondly, we see from the psalmist in verses 6-8 through eight of the same chapter, not only do we run to the one true living stream that gives life, but we also need to reflect. Yes, reflecting is good. And there's so much that could be said about these Scriptures, but I, I was caught in, in my mind to in verse 5 in the latter part where he says, My soul is cast down within me. Now think about those words. His soul is cast down within him. And then he begins to reflect. Therefore I remember you, speaking of the Lord, from the land of Jordan and of Hermon and from Mount Mizar. And here the psalmist reflects. In his overwhelming circumstances, while his soul is thirsty and his mind tormented and his body tired, 
Not only does he run to the living stream as a deer panting for flowing streams, he begins to reflect in times past of how good God has been to him. He begins to reflect of sacred places like Jordan and Hermon and Mount Mizar and the wonderful, glorious works that God did at those places. He takes time to reflect. Beloved, if you're going to run to the stream, you must also reflect there at the stream. And this takes time of doing something that we're not good of in our days, and that's being still and reflecting upon the past goodness of God. Of thinking of how God brought me through that yesterday, or last year, or ten years ago. And if He did that then, He'll do that now. If God saved my soul three, four, five, thirty years ago, well then certainly His Bible, I mean the Word of God teaches us that He will not forsake us. And so I remember His goodness from yesterday. I reflect upon it. We think about the goodness of God, the victories experienced through Christ, and the sweet fellowship that we once experienced. I found a quote on Twitter this week from John Piper. And he said this, listen to me very carefully. Give yourself to what really matters. Take hold of life. Turn off the television. Shut down your video games. And here was the question that really got me. Why should mere man choreograph your emotions? How much of our life does man choreograph our emotions? Now, there's some blessings from some of you all on Facebook, but mostly when I look on Facebook, I end up mad. Anybody else like that? I think, look what these idiots posted. How could they not have thought about that? How can they think like that? And I end up frustrated, and I'm letting man choreograph my emotions. Maybe it's not that or maybe it's Twitter or some other way maybe it is through the television John Piper's not saying owning a television is wrong or playing a game is wrong but he's saying we're living in this fantasy world and we're allowing people on the other end of this technology to choreograph our emotions and we're not living he says go deep with God and in verse 7 of chapter 42, he says, Deep calls unto the deep. The deep spiritual life of God calls into the deep of our soul. But we must take time not only to run, but to reflect. John Piper goes on with his quote and says, Be much alone with Him, speaking of God, and with the most radical Christians you can find. Do not allow a game or man to choreograph your life, but live it with God yourself. Reflect upon His goodness. And especially when circumstances overwhelm our life 
and we're looking for some kind of stream to give us some kind of refreshment, some kind of nourishment, something to numb the pain, if you will. We must be careful which stream we go to. One that just toys with our emotions and numbs us of the pain periodically. Or the true stream of God that heals us. That is the balm in Gilead. That lays its anointing salve across our mind and our soul. Oh, blessed be God for this living stream. When circumstances overwhelm, beloved, run. Run to the living stream. Discipline yourself. Exercise. Commit yourself to run to God. And when you're there, reflect upon His goodness and His benefits. Allow God to establish your steps. And do not let man and his toys and trappings choreograph your emotions in your life. But lastly, in our Scripture today, not only do we run, not only do we reflect, but we also must rely. In chapter 43, in verses 3 through 5 again, he says, send your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, O God my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul? He speaks to himself, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. And then I love this declaration of faith. Hope in God for I shall again praise Him. Even though I can't feel anything now, even though the circumstances are overwhelming, I'm broke, I'm sick, I'm hurting, others have forsaken me, things aren't what they used to be, I hope in God, I trust in Him, I rely upon His promises, His light and His truth will guide me to the flowing stream. There I'll reflect, and there I will trust in His promises. And even if I don't feel anything now, oh, I know there is coming a day when I will again stand in His presence, when I will again experience in full His sweet fellowship and communion with God. I will again... Praise Him, my salvation and my God. Rely and trust that you once again will be refreshed. The devil says things will never be like they were. Satan whispers into our ears, things will never get better. But beloved, faith is the victory. Circumstances change, but Christ and His promises always remain the same. I will again praise Him. Run to the one true living stream, and there at the flowing stream, reflect upon the goodness of God in your life, and there read His promises, trust His promises, and put faith and knowing that you once again will praise Him. You'll stand before God, and through Jesus Christ, you'll stand there healed and made whole. Why can you run to this river? Why can you reflect at this river? Why can you trust and rely 
in this flowing stream? Because it's always flowing. What does that mean? That means you can go at all times. You don't have to make an appointment. You don't have to get a number and wait in line. The stream is always flowing. Whether you're at work or at home or at the hospital or wherever, the stream is flowing. And you can run to it at all times. You can run to that stream today, beloved. Right now, even, you can cry out to God as the psalmist did. You can run to the river by faith. You can remember how good He's been to you in the past. And you can say, I shall again praise you. Oh God, because your promises are true. You can always go to the river at all times. Why can you run, reflect, and rely upon the one true stream of life? It's always full. There is plenty for everyone. It never runs out. If everyone in the whole world at the same time cried out to God, there would be enough love and grace and mercy to flood the whole earth. It never runs dry. Now you might think that's kind of silly, but some people really think, you know, grace works for Jason Mays, but it just doesn't work for me. You don't know what I've done. Well, beloved... You don't know what the Savior did at Calvary for your healing. And I don't care what you've done today, you can find healing and grace at this flowing stream of life. There's plenty for everyone. And it's just as much for you as it is for Shauna, for Curtis. The stream is for all here today. You can come to it at all times, and there's plenty for everyone. It's always flowing, it's always full. But I want to tell you something else about this stream. Some people call it old and antiquated and not of any use anymore, but it's still healing people each day around the world. It's a faithful stream. And though tyrants have tried to renounce it and denounce it and burn the book and so many other things. I want to tell you, the stream's still flowing. It's faithful. Even though through all of its enemies, the stream is still flowing. It's always there. This stream is never changing, though your circumstances do change. My circumstances do change, but the river never changes. Jesus Christ never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's always flowing. It's always full. It's always in the same place. It's faithful. It's true. Our circumstances, our present circumstances can grow to seem overwhelming to us all in this room of even this amount of people today, we all are experiencing circumstances in our life that on some days are overwhelming to us. It might even be the guilt of your own sin that is overwhelming to you today. Can I tell you, that same stream of Jesus Christ cleanses you today by faith and removes the guilt and sin 
These circumstances weigh us down. But they come and they go. When they come again, they're ever-changing. But as the psalmist teaches us, we can always come to Christ. You can come to Christ today. You can speak to Him. You can pray to Him. And He hears your prayer today. You can worship Him. And He hears and receives your worship. Today, right now, child of God, while circumstances overwhelm you, you can remember His faithfulness in the past and you can praise Him by faith for future victories. He'll lead you out of the circumstances of this world and into the glorious victory that He has prepared for each of those He calls His own. You can come today. Revelation 22 and verse 17. I love this Scripture. I love this Scripture. And the Spirit and the Bride says, Come. That's the invitation to you today. Come. Run to the stream. Run to Jesus Christ. And let the one who hears say, Come. Do you picture yourself as a deer today? searching for just a quench of some nourishment and refreshing water to cool your troubled mind, to calm your troubled soul. Look here. And let the thirsty one come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. Wow. Isn't that beautiful, beloved? Come. That's what you can do today. Come. Come to the river. You might say, I, you don't know what's going on in my life. Beloved, come. Come to Jesus Christ. Call out to Him. Remember, reflect. Rely upon His promises. Your circumstances will change. But God never does and He loves you. You're the whole reason the river flows from heaven, beloved. Let me say that again, because some of you think God hates you. You're the whole reason the river flows. He opened the river for you and for me and for all who are thirsty. And so come today.